Burrow stepped on it. Beagle scores! Jay Beagle has the icebreaker. 3.45 in. Antoine Roussel with four hits in the opening period and causes a turnover here. Maybe a chance as Brandon Sutter's in. Penalty coming up. Scores! Sutter follows up. Excuse me, Roussel. And it's 2-0. It's Pedersen with a break. Here's Pedersen hanging on. Quinn Hughes arrives. Back it goes. Side door. A shot scores. What a beauty. Tick, tack, goal. Troy Stetcher. Besser available on this near side. Back to Pedersen. Around the horn. One-timer scores. Brock Besser. Power play goal. 4-0 Vancouver. And it's a good thing he did. Here's Beagle. Jay Beagle to the dead in front. Scores. Tyler Mott. Fans will take it from long range. There will be a new Stanley Cup champion in 2020. The Vancouver Canucks have knocked off the St. Louis Blues. And welcome back into the Canucks and Pucks podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Zader, and I also have my co-host, Dan. Just after the Canucks moved on to the second round, the first time since 2011, which is super exciting uh, for everyone in uh, Canuck Nation. So uh, I'm sure you're really happy, Dan. Uh, welcome back to the pod- podcast. I'm glad to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty thrilled. I'm pretty darn thrilled because, uh, you know, the series played out when we first started. The series pretty much played out how I thought it sh- should play out for the Canucks, yeah. but because it's the St. Louis Blues and because they're, you know, you, you saw how heavy they played, you know, Vancouver has struggled against heavy teams. Mm-hmm. So it, that was, you know, I can't lie. That was in the back of my mind, but um, boy, did they, uh, did they put on a show last night? I mean, huh. they put on a show. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, the, you know, I didn't expect it to be uh, quote unquote blowout. Like I didn't think at the end of the game would be six, two, um, and three, nothing, you know, halfway through it's, it's just, it's insane how it kind of played out, but the Canucks played a solid game from, I'd say there were spurts where the blues looked like they were controlling, but when they were, uh, the Canucks were just keeping to the outside, not giving them any shooting lanes. And, uh, they really didn't gain anything from those long, that long possession time. So, I mean, uh, the Canucks played overall a really solid game last night. Yeah. And, and, you know, that pushing it North South really just, it, it caused a lot of problems. They wore the, they wore them out. Like Greg Berube was talking about after their overtime, when that's how you play, we're wearing them out. Well, the Canucks wore them out by making them skate. Yeah. And uh, you know, we, we talked about a few things and I'm as, I guess we are just, we're just going to have this good conversation and that. Um, but remember uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I said, like when it was two, two, I said to, I said like the Canucks just need to start pounding the puck. And, yeah. and no offense, but if these guys want to run you, then you pound the puck. Well, guess who wasn't in the lineup last night? Tyler Bozak. And you know yeah. why Tyler Bozak wasn't in the lineup? Because he blocked he a Quinn Hughes shot. shot yeah. and he was in, uh, unable to play. And, you know, the Blues, like, you know, and I'm not, this is not taken away from the Canucks. You play who you play. They deserve to win. Over six games, they were the better team. The Blues were injured as well. And yeah. I, I can't help but but mention this because in 2011, Vancouver lost because they were so injured and so yeah. beat up by the time they got to, to game seven. 
They gave everything, their heart, their soul. They did everything they could, but they just ran out of gas. That was the St. Louis Blues last night. You, you could see it. They ran out of gas. And when the Canucks would turn it up and turn the puck up the ice, the Blues had no answer. And when you, when you saw that last goal that they scored to make it 5-2, um, they, they were just huffing and puffing. And, and you saw um, uh, you saw Riley on the bench with his head down and just sweat pouring off his, out of his helmet, right? And maybe he yeah. poured some gator or poured some water on it. I don't know. But, um, you know, you, you could tell they were tired. And, and they were able to, to um, you know, you can't stop Ryan O'Reilly, but you can contain him to, to a degree. And they did that. They absolutely contained him, and it was awesome to see. Yeah, and, and what was nice about yesterday's game was the depth scoring came through again. And you look at who scored the first goal, Jay Beagle. Uh, we had Antoine Roussel score. We had Tyler Mott again, a couple goals. One was an empty netter. But, I mean, the bottom six is coming and to play. And we said after uh, game four that the Canucks need some secondary scoring to win the series. And look, it, lo and behold, all of a sudden, we got secondary scoring. So it's like, that's a huge, huge part of this, the victory, the last two games. I mean, the big boys did come to play in this game too, but I mean, without that secondary scoring, it's a much closer game. Yeah. And I, ben, but I think that that's goes back to wearing the blues down. Right. And the blues were so concerned about the top two lines, right. Cause they were killing them early on in the series and it did open it up for the bottom six. And, and maybe this goes to, and, and, you know, we, we talked about this, um, you know, when we met at the, at the game and that, and, and Travis Green did it once again, he really bag skates the guys yeah. and he wants their conditioning to be at the top because this is when you, you know, this is a perfect example of why you need to be in that type of shape so that you can do exactly that. When they push, you can come back and you can push yourself. You know what I mean? Like you, you can push the pace again and, and get moving again and, and, and such. And yeah. I think that that was um, absolutely phenomenal. Like I, I, I love that about, about the, the game last night is, is that bottom six. And, and it, you know, again, I think it starts with Tyler Mott and yeah. how, how, how hard he works. Um, you know, the, the rest of them just, just, just took, took suit in that Beagle Mott Vertanen line because Mott and Vertanen skate so much, you know, whether it pushed Beagle or not, he skated harder than he has all series. And, and when yeah. he stripped that puck and took it um, just before the first goal, I said, Oh, he's going to score. Told yeah. my son that and boom, <laughs> he nailed it. Right. And then Beagle's good at that. He did that against the Rangers on a shorthanded goal. Like when Beagle's on, he is an effective fourth line center. And it was just, it was, it was nice to see him rewarded for working hard and, and maybe, maybe, you know, he's been dealing with some injuries and, and maybe he's gotten a little healthier now. And, yeah. and last night we saw a much healthier Beagle. Yeah. And you look at the, you know, Jake Bertanen, too, you mentioned, he, I'd say he probably had his best game of the series, too, of the playoffs, actually. He was driving the net. He was using his speed. Um, the couple shots he took, I didn't think were that dangerous. But, I mean, he's still, he was still a lot more noticeable than before. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that's what he has to do. I mean, again, he's playing with skilled players. I mean, he was playing with – he was kind of all over the lineup yesterday too. Uh, he was playing on the fourth line. He was playing with Pedersen at times. So, I mean, you know, and if he can keep building on that momentum, he's going to 
you know, be a guy that's going to be a difference maker as the playoffs go on. And that's what he's got to do. Yeah, really good, really good comment. And again, Travis Green did a great job of shuffling the lines when he needed to, putting people in positions to to succeed. Um, and not just Travis Green, the entire coaching staff, Newell Brown, um, getting Besser back. Like that goal by Besser last night, was that not what everybody yeah. envisioned <laughs> what when they realized that, hey, we got these two guys that can shoot the puck on either side? And I, and I love how Quinn snuck over to um, – to, to PD to open that up for Brock. Like yes. this is going to be um, a scary, scary um, team uh, for Vegas to play against. Um, yeah. And I, and I do really like the Vegas matchup and I know we're going to talk about that towards the end, but um, it was really nice to see because it wasn't like Patterson or Horvat or Miller or Besser weren't going five on five. They were going, the blues just, yeah you know they basically said if you're going to beat us it has to be your uh top line or your yeah. your bottom six that beats us and guess what the bottom six came through yeah again and and that's it's nice and you look at uh you know a guy like Tyler Mott who's you know he's probably he has four goals now in the playoffs how many did he have during the regular season like two so I mean <laughs> it's it's amazing on how how much he's stepped up and you know been a factor in the bottom six and I still have that kind of Alex Burroughs vibe from him. He may not score 30 goals in this league unless he gets some good line mates, but uh, I'm, the engine is the same. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't comment on that because I haven't looked at it that way, so I'll trust you on that <laughs> one. The only, th- the only thing I'll say about Mod is you, you don't get nominated for the Hobie Baker because you're a fourth-line grinder. Yeah. And he's showing not only his skill set. I think what Tyler Mod is showing is that he is actually a really good hockey player. And, you know, the fact that they went toe-to-toe with the Big Bad Blues and and they they, you know, they didn't have to be as, you know, physical in terms of punishing hits but they were still physical and they still pushed and they still did the things they needed to do and it was awesome to see because yeah Tyler Mott I mean that you know that's what the playoffs are about they're about playoff heroes and teams that come through and and you know uh have people believing in in them as a as as a group and right now I mean like every team right now the remaining teams every single one of them believe in themselves and their groups and their systems. And now the fun begins. I think, you know, the yeah. round one was great. That was probably the only real playoff series, which I think is going to benefit Vancouver. Yeah. And now, uh, now the real fun begins. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do a, pro- a preview show uh, later on, but I mean, all the series right now, it, they're all going to be fun to watch and they're all going to be tight battles for sure. So, I mean, next thing, next thing I want to talk, I want to talk about the defense again. Like you look at Troy Stetcher, who's, you know, he's got two goals now in the playoffs and he's a guy that's, he's really stepped up since the injury to Myers. I mean, he had some struggles in games uh, three and four, but I mean, he's come through in the last couple of games and he's looked really good. Uh, you know, like you said, he's kind of propped up Edler in that pairing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been hard on Nedler, and I think rightly so. I think his body of work warranted um, some some criticism. So did Tanev's uh, prior to this game. Mm-hmm. Again, last night was like game five versus the Wild. That defense as a unit showed up and played extremely well. And, I mean, mm-hmm. they 
did all the right things. And like you had said earlier, when they had to, you know, when they were hemmed in, we saw that one long three minute shift with Goddard yeah. and, and the, the kind of third line caught out there. I, honestly, I was not worried because no. the blues just kept it on the outside and, and any shot that they took was blocked. Yeah. And it just kept getting blocked. The Canucks were in a zone last night and, and, I think on the defense last night, it actually did start with Alex Edler. And the reason I yeah. say that is, is the Canucks really pushed it at the beginning. Edler kind of gave away a puck and it was like, oh, geez, you know, like really? <laughs> but then he really, like the entire defense settled. Yeah. Stetcher, Stetcher played great. Um, Tanev, that was easily his best game of the series versus the blues his yeah. he his he wasn't afraid to to take a hit i think the canucks did a great job at adjusting to the blues hits and rolling off of them jordy ben was a master at rolling off of hits it, it was if anyone wants to watch a clinic on how to roll off a hit when someone comes flying in at you watch jordy ben he he did that masterfully um in last night's game but yeah that defense as a whole stepped up and and, and then stetcher you know he's rewarded because of Edler's strong and and smart play like and, and that's yeah. what I think bugs me about Edler is that you know he's not a bad defenseman but he just make I don't understand why they try and make these plays just play within yourself and they played within themselves and that's probably the biggest reason why the defense played its best game of the series last night I, I agree and the thing is is but you're looking at the elimination games. We always say, you know, killer instinct. And, you know, in the Minnesota Wild series, uh, they had that. And in this series, they've had it, they had it too. And we're always saying, like, in previous series with the Canucks that, you know, they can't finish off series when they need to. This time, they came to play, and they were saying, we're getting rid of this series now. We're not going to game seven. Yeah, the Canucks have this funny – you know, it was funny when it was 4 nothing. And some people were like, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, you know, the game's yeah. over. Hey, this is the Canucks here. They blew a 6-1 lead That's to the Pittsburgh I... <laughs> Penguins. And, and they blew a 5-1 lead to the Washington Capitals. So, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me at all. Um, having no. said that, um, the difference in this is that they really did a master. Honestly, they did a masterful job at sticking to their game plan. They were very um, tenacious. They didn't stop working. Even towards the end of the game, they were working, working, working. And, you know, Travis Green identified that. And it kind of makes me think now, I was very critical of Travis a while ago because I, I do think that he likes to, and, and players have a habit of, you know, kind of shrinking into their kind of defensive system, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I just really believe, because he said this in his press conference after the, the game five win, we are better when we are skating and pushing the pace. And, and, that, and, and you saw that. I think the players realize that now. I think the players realize our best defense is when we're attacking because teams yeah. don't have a chance to, to compete with us, or, or I shouldn't say chance, but, you know, it's the, it, they're harder on teams. Yeah. And – and this is where I believe, um, and I do, this is, this is where I believe, um, you know, Vegas is, is in for uh, a unique series because again, yeah. they, you I mean, what, what competition did they really have? Not, I mean, they played Chicago Blackhawks who, 
I mean, admittedly, they had a great series in the first in the qualifiers, but they're no no match for the the Golden Knights, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. This will be a this will be a different I mean. one, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, kudos to the coaching staff and and kudos to that defense for shutting me up. I, I love I love being proven wrong. I have to be honest. I love being pro- no, I do because yeah. no, it's right. because it's it's easy to criticize people. And it's even more fun when you, when you can say, yeah, I made a mistake and they were right. And I'm happy to do that because that's, you know, this team is maturing and and honestly, it's all gravy now. Like it's literally all gravy. Now you're playing with house money, win or lose, they could be swept by the golden Knights and you can sit there and say, yep, no, this is the start of something good. Right. So well, like I was, I was uh, commenting to my dad the other day or yesterday that, you know what, this team is not, it's not the end. Like the 2011 team was like, well, they maybe have another, maybe two, maybe one or two seasons to try again. But this team, it's like, this is just the beginning. This is not something that's going to end in the next couple of seasons. This is, you know, we have so much, the Canucks have so much pieces, so many pieces coming uh, later. It's not, this team is just beginning its ascent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you know, we know that, you know, eventually when, when the playoffs run and however they do, because right now, honestly, like, and legitimately, they have as good a chance as every other team. Yeah. They, they really, really do. Like, like you couldn't sit here and say now if they were to beat Vegas or the Colorado avalanche and not saying that they're not the underdogs, but would you really sit there and say, well, I'm surprised. Really, I'm, I'm shocked. I can't believe it. Like, yeah. like really? With, with the talent that they have in their top six, with the goaltending they get from Markstrom, and the, the otherworldly performance from Quinn Hughes. If, if yeah. Elias Pettersson is the alien, then, then Quinn Hughes is the predator. Huh. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like on, yeah, like, honestly, like, he just, I, 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 it's just, it, it's, it's un- it's unreal. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun to be a part of. Yeah. I mean, Elias Pettersson is, you know, he just keeps surprising everyone. And I don't know if it's much of a surprise anymore of what he does. I mean, he's got, what is he tied with Nathan McKinnon now for the yeah, playoffs? Yeah, he's tied for points. the league lead. Yeah, he's tied and for the league lead. Yeah. For the playoffs. And, you know, yeah. Quinn Hughes, uh, he has 10 points in his first 10 uh, playoff games. I mean, it's, it, that's in a record book type territory too. So it, it's yeah. just, it's insane. These guys, and they, again, they're just starting out in the league. It's not like they're veterans that are, you know, at the end of their rope. It's these guys yeah. are just starting. So I'm, yeah. And they're not in their prime. They're not, they're not into their prime yet. And that's the yeah. beauty, even Brock Besser and, and that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Love I mean, it. that, that goal that uh, Troy Stetcher scored. I mean, that's just like Harlem Globetrotters type stuff. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the front, and this is why I go back to that the, they're tired. Like, like honestly, this is why I go back to they're tired, right? Yeah. Like, like the, the 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 Blues just they just couldn't keep it up. They couldn't skate with the Canucks, and and again the Blues. I mean, again, when you're and like and just. Put in perspective, you're missing Jay Bogmeister, who is uh, one of the hearts of your defense. Yeah. Okay, that's a massive loss. Because remember, last year the Blues were were horrible without Petrangelo. He was injured, right? Like, yeah. you've got to have a complete set. And then they're missing Tarasenko. They're missing Alex Steen, who is a Canucks killer. 
Like literally he, his stats against the Canucks are ridiculous. And, and now Tyler Bozak was at last night. Those that's, you know, that's your third or second line center. Those are two top wingers. That's, you know, a number two defenseman. Like it's, you know, that's a huge thing to not have in your lineup. Then again, and, and not again. And then again, Vancouver overcame their injuries because Tyler Foley's a top six winger. And and Myers is a top four defenseman. Like it's, yeah. you know, that's what makes this win of the Canucks, um, that much more satisfying. Is they're 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 injured, and they've yeah. got some injuries, and guys are playing through injuries. And and I, I'm actually I'm very convinced right now. Bo Horvat has an injury. I, I am. I just yeah. he's playing, but I think there's just a little something off, and hopefully, you know. Uh, the a less physical series versus the Knights, and it'll be physical, but certainly it'll be less physical. Oh yeah, they don't um, have as know, big so. of forwards as. Uh, well, as the Blues I think, do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they do, but but I, they don't play a heavy game. They the don't Blues play don't, that same. The biggest, yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't play as heavy game as the Blues. The Knights, the Knights are about counterattack, and and you know, and I think that that really um, the Canucks did a very good job of adjusting to the Blues game that way. Yeah. I mean, everyone's saying, well, all oh, the Canucks can't beat the Knights, only have two, don't have any regulation wins. I'm like, yeah, but this is different. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's yeah. the thing is, is, Vegas also doesn't have their big home ice type, uh, they think, is an advantage. But um, you, you yeah. know what? Uh, uh, they, they have played the Knights a lot better. They've been competitive against them the last two years. Yeah. I mean, remember PD's pass last year and, 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 oh, the, and, yeah, and yeah. the loss and, and this year they finally kind of broke a bit of a hurdle and, and um, yeah, it, it'll be fun. But uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still reveling in last night's game. Let me tell yes. you. Um, Jacob Marstrom, I want to talk about him too. Um, that you know, since they've talked about it, that save that he made on uh, on Robert Thomas that kind of switched everyone's that that seems to be that's the save that everyone's like, okay, let's do this because you know it would have been four one at that time if he would have scored that, and I'd say probably the Blues win the series if that goes in, and it kind of just rallied, they just rallied around that save right after that. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting because. Um... I, I actually thought it was the other save prior to the third goal, the one that went off the ref and, the and he had to yeah. make the big block or save. I thought that was the one. Um, I know like Thomas scored, but, but Jake, just Jacob Markham just didn't stop working. And I don't even, to be honest, and I don't mean it just disrespectfully. I just, I don't know if, if it was any one save that they rallied around. I think it was just that Jacob Markstrom never stops. He never quits. Yeah. And, and I think for teammates, when you see a player like that, you know, we know Petey's like that. We know um, uh, Quinn Hughes is like that. We know Brock Besser's like that. Bo Horvath's like that. Like when your teammates don't stop, it pushes you to not stopping. And I really, really, you know, for Jacob Marstrom, I think that's what it was. And again, last night, like he just, he never gives up on, on plays. He never gives up trying to make saves. He never, you know, he, he, he never stops and he made, you know, probably three or four 
you know, 10 bell saves, but yeah. not, not any super, super spectacular. So maybe not 10 bell, maybe five bell or something, yeah. but you know, he, he had the answers and you could tell the blues were getting frustrated because when you don't get goaltending, like that's the <laughs> beauty of it. When you don't get goaltending, you, it, it deflates you when the other guys are making saves. Cause I've been there, you know, when you went, you know, played hockey and, and, and when, when guys are making saves, your goalie's making saves for you. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, let's let's get one for him. And when your goalie doesn't make the saves, it's like, you know, it's like, like it's yeah. just, yeah, you just like, what's the point? Like, what's the point here? And I and I'm pretty confident the Blues more so last night towards the end of the game were were thinking like, yeah, it's just not our year. Like, just everything went yeah. right last year, and this year it just isn't. Like, we can't even get the saves when we need them. Yeah, and I mean, I want to I want to talk about this a little. Is the decision that of Barubi putting Bennington back in? Um, I mean, I think you know you got to give a guy that was their starter all season, guy that brought you to the Stanley Cup final, won the cup, a chance to bounce back. But in the same time, he didn't play for a few games. He struggled in the series. I don't know if loyalty was the right thing to do there. It, it, that's a great comment because I've seen it with the Canucks too. You know, you, you, I, and Willie Desjardins was really big on those sites of things. And, and, you know, oh, you know, this is who got us here and this is who I have to go with. And, you know, these, these are the guys I trust and I win with, you know, and, and, um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say it was the wrong decision, honestly. And the reason I'm going to say, I don't think it's the wrong decision is exa- exactly for the points you said, you got to go with who you think is your best chance to win. Right. And, and for Barubi and, you know, everything, it's, it's hard to argue against, against Bennington. Um, Jake Allen was solid, but he didn't win you the last game. And he let in some suspect goals, if you want to call them that. I, I don't know if they were really suspect goals, but he let in some suspect goals. And, and, um, so you're in a situation where it's like, look, it's do or die. Do I go with a guy who seems to have been playing a little solid, but you know, I, I, I have faith that that our guy can bounce back and maybe this will rally the troops and, and get people, you know, get the team back on track. Right. Which is, I'm sure probably was more the reasoning. I think yeah. it had less to do with him being their Stanley cup goalie as this is our goalie. This is our team guys. We won a cup last year. Let's go get this. Let's finish this off and move on to the next round. Um, Beagle shot was a great shot. Yeah, it was. Stetcher shot went off the post. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like like um, uh, Roussel's was the soft goal. Roussel's yeah. goal was the soft goal. Um, and Bester's then Brock Bester, blast. Yeah, like, and Brock Bester's shot blows a blast. So, so for like, anyone like, who sits there, yeah, for anyone who sits there and says, "Oh, Bennington, you know, he he should have stopped some shots." Maybe he should have. I'm not going to argue against that. Could you also say that those were at least three of the four goals were darn good goals, yeah. like top corner off the post and a 96 mile an hour blast that yeah. found the sweet spot between the arm and, and the body. And so he just wasn't quite fast enough to close that, that gap. Yeah. It's hard to, and- it's hard to argue that he was, he was, he was the bad goalie. And again, look at the, look at the, the Tyler Mott goal that made it five, five, one. Right, right across the crease, and and you know, Allen has to stretch. Would Bennington yeah. have saved that? Would it have been any different had they kept Bennington yeah. in? No, that's true. I mean, you can't argue. What if Jake Allen stopped any of those shots too? I mean, 
It, yeah, like, like, can you really say he would have? Like, that's just it. Could you really say he would have? I don't know. I don't know. And, and maybe that's when people say, well, that's why you put Jake Allen in. But what if Jake Allen doesn't do it? Then yeah. you've got the controversy of, well, like, why, why, why wouldn't you go with a Stanley Cup winning goalie? And, you know, to be perfectly honest, we, we've talked about, and, and maybe this will help answer the question about Bennington versus Allen. We talked about Travis Green out coaching himself. Out, out, out coaching himself at times and he certainly did that I think in games uh, f- uh, three and four Craig Berube out coached himself last night yeah he was so convinced of his system and so convinced of his guys and so convinced of these things that it looked to me like the Blues changed nothing of their game plan and this was a complete reversal of game four where the Blues had the Canucks completely figured out and the Canucks looked like okay this is it it's over the exact opposite happened this time. The Canucks figured the St. Louis Blues out last night. Their yeah. puck anticipation, they knew, they scouted and knew where to shoot that puck. And, you know, every player will tell you it's lucky. And I can tell you as someone who played, yeah, it is. It's like, I mean, when you score, you don't feel like you did this all like, oh, what a great shot. I'm amazing. <laughs> I can honestly say there was one goal in my life that I scored coming off the wing. And I was like, I got to put this in that one little spot. And I nailed it just just happened to nail it other than that it's you know it just it's it's all all the things that go into it and and last night Craig Berube just outcoached himself instead of probably watching tape he was so convinced of their system and and how they played you can say the Blues outshot the Canucks but but honestly can you say that they really outplayed the Canucks last night no no and the thing is too Go ahead. Like he said, like he said in the press conferences that, uh, oh, you know, we, we gave them bowls. And I'm like, yeah, bowl, that's crap. Like, well, come that's on. crap. Like, yeah, uh, that's right. That really bugged me. I'm glad you brought like, that up. Jeez. <laughs> and then Perron and his thing saying that, oh, we had a couple bad bounces. What bad bounces? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't like that. I, I remember when the Chicago Blackhawks did that after the Canucks beat them 5-1 and Quenville was like, oh, yeah, no, we beat ourselves. And I, I was upset at that. Yeah. And then the Blackhawks went in six and, you know, really, really showed that they were the better team. Um, this is different. This is like, they, you know, oh, they're a good young team, but, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we, we gave them goals. How? Like, How'd you give them goals? Right? Like, like, like if their speed causes a turnover how is that giving them a goal yeah like right, right? like legitimately <laughs> like that's what bugs me is is the second goal Russell's goal right um brandon sutter causes the turnover because of the tenacious four check and they just keep four checking making yeah. it hard for the st louis blues to kind of recover the puck and then Russell comes in and that's the only weak goal that i think bennington gave yeah. gave up um, but but it was a great shot, and it was and it was you know seen I shot and and but that was a result of the Canucks forecheck. It had nothing to do with giving them goals. I'm so glad you brought that up because that <laughs> comment just it just bugs me. It just it just really really bugs me because you should be you should be gracious. You know you just you know there's a great saying and and you know if people don't haven't heard this before. This is this is one of the best sayings. It's served ser- it's it served a lot of people very well, and it's something that I've really taken to heart now. Is uh, um, uh, uh, say little when you when you lose, and don't say anything at all when you win. Yeah. Right, and w- which means like you know, don't sit there and and think you're this amazing amazing person uh, when you do something really good because you know um, you know don't brag about it. 
But when you lose, give some credit where credit's due. And and the fact yeah. that Baruby gave no credit really, that was pretty pretty classless on on his part. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, like the Blues had that uh, mentality even after game they lost game five. And they're like, uh, oh, you know, we've done this before. We have confidence in our system. We will do it again. And I'm like, that doesn't mean you'll do it again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> very good point. Very good point. Yeah, because like, because again, you, you, this isn't no offense, but this isn't the Dallas Stars, right? Yeah. Like, like the Stars are actually trying this this playoffs, and I know we're going to talk about it in our previews but later. But the Stars actually tried against the Flames, and yeah. you you see the result. You see the result in, in, in that play. And, and um, yeah, maybe maybe they did it before against the Stars last year. But, um, you know, they, uh, they, they, they were injured. They were tired. And Vancouver really, um, uh, you know, Vancouver uh, followed up and, and finished it off like, a, like a, uh, you know, a team that can be a contender should. Yeah. I mean, and that's <laughs> – it's insane. Like, I, I – you know, everyone's excited about that and everyone's soon talking about it. And I still get annoyed with, you know, the talk about, oh, this is great experience for the team, young team, they're a great experience. But this team has a legitimate chance to do something here. It's not like, you know, this is this is a team that's never that's not gonna do anything and ha- doesn't have a chance against the Knights. I mean, yes, they are the underdog, but I yeah. mean, they have as good a chance to beat them as they did against the blues. If you look at the stats. I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about? Or do we want to start talking about the? Oh no, no. I think there's still lots to talk about. I was just yeah. going to add on. I said <laughs> I was just going to add on for you um, that uh, about having a chance. Like once you get to the eight, the final eight, um, everybody has a chance. Yeah, and they do. Every everybody has a chance to win. At that at that point, it's not. Um, it, it, it's no longer a. Uh, you know, at that point, it's no longer kind of a crapshoot. And, oh, you know, you're on a Cinderella run. If you can get to the final eight, you have a chance. Yeah. And and uh, now that doesn't mean that you're favored to win. There's a difference between being favored and having a chance. But the Canucks have a legitimate chance. They really, really do. And if they can get to the final four, oh. I really like their chances. You know, yeah. and if they get to the final, I do like their chances. Like, like they, they are – they're getting what they need to. Um, and so the other thing I want to talk about from last night, which I thought was, um, uh, was a really good a point uh, was that uh, I'm glad, even though a couple of the penalty calls were suspect for the most part, the officials, and there was a couple of plays they should have called like the, the, uh, the, the high stick that Louie took. And I think there's another time he was taken down yeah. for the most part they kind of just said enough's enough and they allowed the Canucks to outskate the blues and the blues couldn't even at that point take penalties. And, yeah. and I thought that that was really, really um, important to, to, to note that the Canucks were able to fight through those um, challenges. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'd say like of all the games that watched so far, the Canucks and this team, I'd say this game was probably one of the best. Uh, them stepping up and everyone getting contributions from everyone in the lineup. And I don't say like they say about not having passengers. I the Canucks had no passengers last night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, really good point. Everyone came to play. Everyone was ready to take this series and get it done. And that's what I loved about the, about the performance last night was that they said, we're not giving the blues an inch. We're not make. we're not letting them back in this game. And I don't think they really did let them back in the game. Even though they yeah. Score a couple goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. You know, I mean, we, I, I, and honestly, I was a little worried 
uh, going into the third with that lead and you know, it was all for nothing, you know, whatever. But, you know, I've seen this team and it's not negativity. It's not looking, it's looking, it's realistic. The well, Canucks have you've got a sample leads. size, you've got a sample no. size, right? You've, you've got a, you've got a legitimate sample size to show that, yeah, they have a, they have a habit of of blowing leads they just do and and that's and that's you know so um did have they learned from those mistakes and i think last night showed that they've matured greatly as an organization and as a team yeah and you look at travis green after that fourth goal he showed him on the bench he's like no let's keep going guys this is not over let's keep going and i love that i mean they can't sit back and it's any team i mean and they've seen they've seen the result of, of of sitting back and, yeah. Yeah. you know, those experiences are good. You learn from those mistakes. And and that's what you got to do is just keep pushing the pace, keep playing your game. And that's what they have to, had to do. And that's what they did. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was officially the worst that the Canucks uh, will get now in the NHL draft is 24th. Um, okay. is, the, is the highest that they'll be able to pick. So I think you can officially now say that the um, – uh, which of course is trade to New Jersey and to yeah. originally to Tampa for JT Miller. So I think now based on, on those factors, uh, I think it's, it's reasonable now to say that uh, the Vancouver Canucks, um, this is a uh, probably one of the best trades um, in the last uh, 10 years for any oh, team looking to, to do something in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that trade is ridiculous now. I mean, you look at it and that first round pick is not a high first round pick It's towards the end now. Um, and yeah, it's it's amazing, and JT Miller's come, his point totals are are pretty good too in the yeah. playoffs so far. And yeah, uh, well, I think that's the only reason I said that I felt the first round pick was a little high. I think you could have done a second round pick if you were expecting to do something along these lines. If if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I I've just I've always you know now that you look at a twenty fourth, what's the difference between a twenty fourth and a and a thirty sixth or 37th pick right you know what i mean like it it it, you know it's it's uh at that point it can be very subjective in who you're picking where and when i mean nils hoglander should have been a first round pick honestly canucks get him in the second round so so i i I still maintain that i i personally feel the um price was high however it's a win trade and if if someone was to tell me that oh that was a bad trade by jim benning i'd say not a chance that was no like like his his importance and what he's meant and done for the Canucks um, and that team is uh, is just incalculable right now. Yeah, and I mean Miller's not just produced on the score sheet; he's helped uh, grow the games of uh, quite a few players too. Like I still yeah. think he's a big reason why Vertanen kind of broke out this season. I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree. You know. And he's he's obviously been a help to G, to uh, Elias Pettersson. Um, how, much, how much help he actually needs, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I think you're right, and actually, I think that that Miller he was double shifting again last night a little bit. I, I actually really, really think your comment about Miller with Vertanen is 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 an extremely astute comment. Like, I actually that I hadn't thought of that. You just mentioned it. I think you're dead bang on. JT Miller brings out the best in Jake Vertanen because they play a, a game, a similar game. And, and it, it you know, it, it, uh, it, I think it, it um, really, yeah, I don't know if stirs him on is the right word, but I, I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really extremely um, 
uh, yeah, that's a great comment, man. <laughs> yeah. The you thing you is, see it? Yeah. It's, it's insane. And, and the thing is, it's like I say about, you know, Vertanen's kind of, we said during the season and take away his playoff kind of performance a bit. And he's turned a corner this season. And it's not a coincidence that it's just that because JT Miller's on the team that, you know, that's happening now. And he's probably drawn a lot. Like you said, he's a lot like uh, Miller and, you know, in size and style. And, you know, the thing is he has more speed than him, but Vertanen has so much potential and it's just, it'd be awesome for him to realize it. I mean, may not ever become the 30, 40 goal scorer that kind of everyone kind of thought when he was drafted, that he's going to be that type of guy. But even if he becomes a, you know, if he's like consistent 20 goal guy that, creates havoc on his second, third line. That's enough. That's good enough for me, I think. Yeah. You know, like I'm always pretty, um, I've always been a, a pretty even keel Vertanen fan. I do like Jake. I, I, I want him to succeed. And, you know, it just, it just, again, I, I don't like laziness as you can tell. Right. No. And I mean, I, and, and personally in my own life, I've been lazy at times. Right. And I think that's why I feel so strongly about it. I mean, you just, you have to not ever stop working. You have to work all the time and especially in hockey and, and you can have off games. Everybody has off games. Jake just seemed to have this very nonchalant attitude about hockey. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he just, just, and about his game and, 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 and such. And it just, was very um, frustrating at, at, at times. And, but this last two games, it seems to me that he has really, um, uh, really found his groove and his passion. And, yeah. he, and it's showing through now. I hope he can continue it. I really, really do. I hope he continues it in, uh, in, in against Vegas. But, you know, I, I don't know. Putting him with JT Miller, we've seen it. It just seems to be that he responds to JT. And he responds yeah. to the way he plays and responds to the, the way that that line can play. And, and, you know, perhaps this is the way, you know, perhaps that is what is needed and, and maybe that's the way to do this. Yeah. Like we were talking on the last episode about Vertanen playing with skilled players and he's able to elevate, uh, you know, play better with those guys. I think it's, you know, I've said before that he he needs maybe he just needs guys that can create space for him and yep. you know if you're if you're worried about jt mill if you're worried about elias Patterson, Rattan can kind of sneak out sneak in there and you know yep. when he's playing with brandon sutter or tyler mott or guys like that he's well who's the guy who's the team going to focus on well the better skilled offensive player and Rattan's that he's maybe yeah, not and, good and when other guys aren't as skilled around him and that's just it, right? If that's what inspires him and pushes him to skate and play better. I mean, we saw it on the wraparound like that. He, they, he was lucky to not actually score on that wraparound. Oh, yeah. That was an, that was a great save. I can't remember if that was <laughs> Allen or Bennington who made that save. I, I, I can't remember, but um, no, I, I, Hey man, uh, I, I think it's, um, I, I think that's a really good comment. And you're right about Jake with, um, with Miller, he just seems to bring the best out of him. And then Jake was carrying the fourth line with yeah. Mott. Like the two of them inspired each other. And and so, you know, play to his strengths, play to the speed and, and that'll inspire him. And then he can use his size and, you know, let's see if he continues to grow. I mean, it's only two games. So it's, it's hard for me to sit there and say, Oh yeah, Jake's arrived. It's only two games. <laughs> yeah. Cause consistency is his thing too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, lack of consistency. I mean, and, and that's something he's got to, 
work with too because consistency is huge. Like you said, I mean, you can have bad games here and there. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does, but it's you have to be consistently doing what to what you have to do to be successful, and that's yeah. his struggle. You look at guys like Leers Patterson. He plays the same way every game. Uh, yeah. You know, he may not score every game, may not get points every game, but you see him do the same things every game. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. And that's why yeah. he's successful in where he is. And he's, uh, you know, immensely more skilled than Vertanen, admittedly. But, yeah, you know, Vertanen's got his skills too. And he's, he, you know, if he can show it, he's a lot better than a lot of guys. Like, he's faster than most forwards. I mean, and you see it where he jumps by guys and it's like, Wow, I just use that speed all the time. But yeah, and I and I think this is where um, they have somewhat of an advantage, and and maybe that's a good place to end off and then move move yeah. forward. Um, so you know, but to to do a good recap on this series, um, Vancouver's speed, skill, and will uh, showing showing through. They took advantage of the injuries in the Blues and uh, Travis Green. I, to be honest, that, that's the most to me the most important thing to come out of this is that Travis Green his best work of coaching as the Canucks coach came in these last two games the most yes. important games in in his tenure and his most important games so far with this core was the last two games and they responded to him and 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 maybe it can be summed up and and hopefully you'll find the clip and you can edit it in here um, where, you know, he goes into the room and, and the music off and he says, this said, you know, it's great. You know, I'll let him say it, but uh, turn the music up and it's time to uh, it's, it's, you know, let's enjoy it for a little bit, but it's back to work tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch the Canucks play the Vegas golden Knights. Yeah. I love that clip. <laughs> it's a great clip. Awesome. It's a phenomenal <laughs> clip. Yeah. 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 So I, uh, yeah, let's move on to that. Um, you know, excitement, and they're celebrating, but they're back to work right away. I mean, tomorrow at 7.30, that's when we start the next round. And, you know, not much time to rest, not much time to breathe. Uh, maybe that's a good thing because the Canucks are riding a little bit of confidence here. So it's good to kind of get right into the next series. Yep. Um, yeah. it, let's, let's get it going. So um, the Knights are going to be a big problem for the Canucks. One thing about the Golden Knights is they are opportunistic. Uh, no. if you watch the series, which I'm sure you did, if anyone else kind of hasn't though, um, it wasn't as if the Blackhawks didn't give it a go. I think that um, Taves and Kane are slowing down. Um, Boakvist and Kubelik slowed down a little, but the Vegas Golden Knights were able to get goals when they needed them, save one game. And they were able to get goals. And when they needed a goal, when they're down like two nothing or three nothing and they needed a goal, they were able to get the goal. That's been their tenure. That's been their MO. Um, and if anybody hasn't remembered their games, think back. Whenever they've ever needed a goal, they're down, and they look like, holy smokes, okay, we're going, we're going. All of a sudden, now nowhere, they just go down the ice, and they just make a little play, and bang, it's in the back of your net. Yeah. This is the series that the Canucks are really going to need Jacob Marstrom. They are going to need him because they can out-goaltend the Vegas Golden Knights. Marc-Andre Fleury is a great goalie. Robin Lehner is a great goalie, but they're not Jacob Marstrom. There's no doubt right now in the remaining in the playoffs. Um, he is the best goalie in, in the playoffs right now. He's better than Kudobin and Bishop for Dallas. He's better than uh, uh, the Avalanche's uh, Grubauer in Frank Koo. He's better than um, 
he's he's better than uh, who's Tampa's goalie right now? Uh, uh, Vasilevsky. Uh, yeah, Vasilevsky. He he is the best goalie in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and that's a massive weapon that the Canucks um, need to draw inspirement and uh, inspiration from. And they're going to need them because the Golden Knights are relentless. They just come at you in waves. They're again, they're not physically big. They're not. Uh, they don't run you like the the Avalanche do. They might hit. They'll hit. But, yeah. But remember what they did to the, the Winnipeg Jets, who were big and bad, and they won the first game four one. And oh boy, Winnipeg's going to the Stanley Cup final. And then the Golden Knights just were like, no problem. We're just going to outskate you, and they did. Yeah. Um, they're going to have a tough time with Pacioretty and Stone. And that's going to be the keys um, to contain those guys because those guys um, are the keys to their lines. Um, Stashney, Carlson, they've, they, they're, they're good, but they don't drive their lines. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're right. not the yeah, heart yeah. and souls of their lines. Um, right now, Stone and Pacioretty are, are big on that. And they'll have to contain Riley Smith, who's having a yeah. heck of a playoffs right now. Riley Smith on defense is, is playing super good. Um, but the Canucks have enough skill. Uh, I expect this thing to go six games, could go yeah. seven. Um, uh, you know, I'll give you my prediction after, but it's going to be um, a, I think it's going to be a high scoring series unless, oh, I, um, yeah. unless, unless uh, Markstrom really is, is dialed in and is sucking up pucks and it starts frustrating the, the, the golden Knights, but don't honestly, anybody don't be surprised if the golden Knights score goals because that's that's their mo that's how they're designed and they're so good off the transition like this is my worry about this series for vancouver is they play two slower teams this was my worry about the playoffs they play two kind of slower teams in the wild and and the and the blues down they were able to take advantage of them right the golden knights are not going to be tired they got rid of the 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 blackhawks in five and and they can skate and my real worry is they're going to have a much tougher time down low in terms of four checks and that defense itself specifically is really going to have a tough time unless they can push the puck up the ice because if you can push the puck up the ice that will force the golden knights into a game they don't want to play again. And, and, and what I mean is, is they're not going to come and just hammer you, but they're so fast and they skate hard. And if you miss a pass and they pick it off, it's back in your zone way faster mm-hmm. than it was with the wild or the, or the St. Louis blues. And they can stretch a defense out themselves. Right. So um, I, I really think the Canucks are going to get hammered with penalties. I think they're going to be reaching a lot and it, I'm just, this is, this, this is. I wish they could have played the Avalanche. The Avalanche are a better <laughs> matchup for them. I really do. Um, and this is the one that that I just didn't want them to play. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I didn't want the Canucks to play the Golden Knights, and like there was kind of a chance that they would maybe meet the Golden Knights in the first round or in the qualifier, not the qualifier, the first round. So it's like I didn't want to meet them. But the thing is, you know, you're looking at the both teams. I, they both have speed. They're both great on transition. I mean, I think, like I said, I think it's going six or seven. Um, you know, I'll give a prediction later too. But, you know, but I do agree with your points. I mean, the Golden Knights are just relentless on their, you know, puck pursuit. And, uh, you know, they're in on the four check really fast. And uh, they can score as well. So, I mean, 
they got to be careful with turnovers and, like I said, with penalties. And, you know, the Golden Knights are not as good on the power plays as the Canucks in, um, you know, stats from the regular season. I don't know if you, you really basically can throw that stuff out, I guess. But, I mean, you know, penalty killing, uh, the Golden Knights are lower. They're ranked a lot lower. They're actually in the bottom half of the league in penalty killing. So, um, you know, if the and it's because they're so aggressive. That. That's why it's because yeah. they're so aggressive and they, and they get caught, they get caught because they're aggressive because that's, that's always, like I said, that's their MO. Their MO is just be an aggressive team, get in the other team's face, you know? And, and like I said, they don't hit, they don't hit as much, but they'll get in your face and they, they, they forecheck hard and everything. Um, yeah. I will say, I will say to your point, um, the great equalizer in this series, honestly, for the Canucks, and it's just it's a broken record, but it's Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I, I just if it, you know that it's going to be how they can handle Quinn Hughes. Really, really, if you if you're Vegas Golden Knights, the key to this series is being able to score off the transition for the Golden Knights. Um, being able to beat Markstrom, getting his head, you know, like you don't have to get in front of him, but just being able to beat Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and how do you stop Quinn Hughes? Yeah. Because right now I don't know if you can, that that's the other thing. Like I, I don't know if any team right now can stop Quinn Hughes and he's yeah. 20 years old <laughs> and he's a rookie and and he's the best defenseman in the NHL right now. He really, truly is. I don't yeah. say those things. I, I, I only speak what isn't just in my mind. Like, I, I would, you know, and, and I don't say, like, this isn't to brag. Just, if you, you listen to the podcast, and I hope people, when they listen, go back and listen to other things. Like, 90% of the things we talk about have happened. And it's not because we're yeah. smart it, or, you know, we're geniuses and we know the future or anything. It's just, you can see these things. Yeah. Literally, Quinn Hughes is the best defenseman in the NHL right now. He is. Yeah. Because he, he can is. defend. And he knows how to roll off of checks. And yeah. he knows how to push the puck up the ice. And he knows how to break away from checks. And he knows how to lose a defender. And he knows how to put the puck in the right position. And, and we saw it there with the Blues at the end. They just had no answer. And then sweet Georgia Brown on the Stetcher goal because <laughs> it, it, just, it just went through the rest of the lineup then. Yeah. And the thing is about him too, and we, we talked about him so much. And Bear's mentioning again, he he's just an insane. His skating and his passing and his hockey IQ are just miles ahead of so many defensemen right now. Yeah, yeah, and off the charts, off the charts. It's it's you know it's not saying you know, it's not Homer. It's not oh yeah, Quinn he's on the Canucks, so he's the best. No, this is legitimately he is the best defenseman in the NHL. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> This, this was not. like when the Sedins, this is like when the Sedins were in their prime and they, they literally were with the Alex Burroughs, the best, they were the best line in hockey. You couldn't stop them. You knew what they did, but at that time they were so smart and so skilled and so good at what they did that you couldn't stop them. No matter how, you, what you did, no matter how you game plan for it, they just kept doing the same thing. And, you know, you know, Two, two scoring titles and a heart and a yeah. Lindsay and, 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 you know, two president's trophies later. Right. You know, like it, it's, it's, it's uncanny. And, and so like right now with Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen, Brock yeah. Besser, both like, like this is one of 
the best young cores in all of hockey. Yeah. Like it really is. And it's only going to get better too. <laughs> it's only going to get better. And, and that's why I think it's just really important to say that Quinn Hughes is the great equalizer because if he can help break them out. And by the way, I, I really hope Tyler Myers can get back by game yeah. two or three of the series. He won't be back for game one. Now I hope to in game one. Yeah. Um, but I hope Tyler Myers gets back because not, not that I don't like Vattenberg or, or Jordy Ben or whatever, who are playing great, but I think this is a game that Tyler, this is a series that Tyler Myers could definitely um, uh, be helpful in. Yeah. Cause he's, again, he can push the puck up the ice. Uh, Just, yeah. Yep. That's the yep. biggest thing. We're going to say the check. same thing. Push yeah, the puck yeah. up the ice. <laughs> it's not rocket science, baby. It's no. not rocket science. <laughs> So, I mean, the Golden Knights defense is not, uh, you know, they don't have all the marquee names. Uh, you know, Shea Theodore is their top defenseman, who's legitimately, they're really good defenseman. Oh, he's but they're, so good. He's so good. You know, and he's from yeah. around here. He's uh, yeah. great. It's, yeah. He's actually from Aldergrove, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Why, why, uh, <laughs> why, why Anaheim left him open is beyond me. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's an amazing defenseman. And, you know, and the rest of their defense is actually quite underrated, but they play a good game. So, yeah. Uh, well, there's a reason they're leading the division. There's a reason they were leading the division. There's a reason they finished first in the, in the round robin. They took it seriously. And yeah. there's a reason they dispatched the Blackhawks in, in, in five games, you know, and, 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 and it wasn't like, it wasn't like it was the forwards who scored all the goals. I believe Riley Smith was like just insane. Um, you know, if my memory serves me correct, which I know in this case it does. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Like both, both teams, this is the beauty of this one of of, of all the matchups, actually, we should go through them, but of all the matchups, like, like both teams present challenges for each other. Yeah. But the one, the one, the, the, the two that are the great equalizers are Quinn Hughes and Jacob Marstrom. And because of that, the Canucks have a really, really, really good chance of winning this series. Yeah. No, it's true. And you look at, uh, you know, a guy like Elias Patterson, who's getting better every game too. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be a t- tougher series than everyone would have thought. You know, if you would have said, oh, Vegas Canucks uh, without, you know, you know, these guys, yeah, Vegas is a better team. But yeah, the equalizer, you got Markstrom, getting better every game as well uh you know he's he's playing close to the top of his game now and and then you look at Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen and JT Miller and top six I mean they're top six and now the bottom six is starting to do stuff I mean and the one thing about Vegas they do have a lot of depth they're they run four lines and all four lines play the same way yeah. So I mean, I, I, I know I know some people were saying that they should they should, should drop Goddard. No, you drop Erickson if Toffoli's back. Yeah, you drop Erickson, you leave Goddard in. You need the speed. You've got to match them speeds for speed. You you can't. And, and no offense, the one player who did struggle last night was Louis Erickson. He yeah. he did struggle, and I just I just think it's you know he had his burst, and you know again it, Father Time catches up with all of us, and, and and he did look he looked like the St. Louis Blues. He looked quite tired last night. Yeah, no, I was saying say because Matt, we were talking about that yesterday too. About who do you take out then? And I said, well, Erickson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, mean, that's that's what you do. I mean, you, that that Godet line, 
I thought it was, and we should have talked about that. That Goddard line last night. Oh, um, looked good. good. Like that's the best game Goddard's played. He's just skated and skated and skated. And coming back on the back check, he played well. And yeah, they had that one three minute shift. But again, at least for me, there wasn't one point there where I was like, "Oh boy, this is bad. This is bad." I'm just like, it just. The Blues can't do anything. They don't know what to do. And yeah. these guys are just content to let them go around and, and they'll just block and everything. And, and that's exactly what happened. They blocked everything. Yeah. No, I, and yeah, I didn't really feel like there was a legitimate chance that they were going to score on that. And yeah. It was very well defended. And I mean, they couldn't find a shooting lane. They couldn't find yeah. anything in the middle. Yeah, uh, to get it to the net. So yeah, yeah so if that's, I, no if, that's Goddard, if that's the Adam if that's the Adam Godet we're gonna we're gonna get in in round two, I'm very comfortable leaving him in and and uh, you know I know you want the penalty kill with Louie and, and and such, but you know uh, I I just believe that the Vegas Golden Knights will eat eat uh, will will eat him alive. Oh yeah, I really do. Yeah, and yeah, you need the speed of Gaudet, and you know, you add to Foley in, and yeah. he's probably not going to be a hundred percent. Like I said, it's all about pain management. Yeah, um, with him, so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking he's not. Well, he's not going to be a hundred percent, but even at eighty yeah. percent, to Foley's better in the lineup. Yep. So <laughs> I, I agree, and I and I worry. I I still worry about um, Beagle and and Sutter in this series against the Golden Knights because again, they're a much faster team. Um, with slower teams, you can kind of compensate on the speed side of things. But um, in this in this series, uh, pushing the pace is going to be massive. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure their fourth line is faster than the Canucks' fourth line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that could be a big difference maker, 100%. 100%. But then again, remember, it was supposed to be for the for the Minnesota Wild. It was supposed That's to be. So, true, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's you don't know until you get there, and, and hopefully these guys find another gear. So yeah. uh, are we on to the next series then? We'll do our predictions after. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay. So let's um, start – Let's go with another Western Conference matchup, uh, Colorado Avalanche and the uh, Dallas Stars. Yeah, so I, I, again, I, I, I said the Stars should be – I picked the Flames, but I said the Stars should win because they're the better team. And remember I said they, sh- they could win the Stanley Cup this year if they cared. Well, yeah. look at this. They <laughs> care. And they beat the Flames pretty handily. And – and, you know, it, it, the series was way closer than it should have been. And, again, yeah. that's because the Dallas Stars just don't care. Um, <laughs> best players in this series are Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. Um, yeah. The Colorado Avalanche broke through probably the most defensive team in the playoffs, um, which they shouldn't have been. Um, and the Avalanche – right now for my money are, are again I picked them to win the Stanley Cup they showed why uh, with the last two games they played um, Dallas definitely put some numbers up against Calgary but that is also a old slow aging Calgary core Johnny Goudreau yeah. has to be done in Calgary he Holy. has to be done or you have to rebuild the team around his strengths but it's very clear that Johnny Goudreau is not up like how can a guy like Elias Pettersson thrive in the playoffs and an almost identical player in terms of just the skill and, and, and such in Johnny yeah. Goudreau can't. Right. And, and it has nothing to do with size. It just, again, it's, it's that Johnny Goudreau is so much easier to neutralize. 
because yeah. he he just isn't a Johnny Hockey just isn't on the same level and the Dallas Stars did a phenomenal job of of, of that Corey Perry found the fountain of youth Joe Pavelski yeah. has found the fountain of youth right um, and then they get this otherworldly um, performance there in game in game uh, six there from Gurishev. So um, I think I pronounced his name right. If I didn't, I apologize to anyone out there. I mean you too. Are they going to get the same production from those guys? I don't know. I think they're going to have a much, the Dallas Stars are going to have a much tougher time. I don't trust their goaltending as, as much uh, against, again, uh, in my opinion, the best player on the planet, Nathan McKinnon. The, the guy is on a mission. Uh, and they have the, the the funnest part of that series is going to be Makar versus Heiskanen because Miro Heiskanen is also playing otherworldly. Yeah. Like he's actually the one B to Quinn Hughes one A. Yeah. He is yeah. absolutely he he helped the he helped get Dallas into the next level because if he didn't do that, I don't know if Dallas would even have cared, right? No. Like and and uh, so Heiskanen again is going to have to carry carry the the, the Dallas Stars push the offense and allow their players to, to uh, make the plays they need to. Yeah. Legitimately right now, the Western conference is three of the best offensive, young offensive defensemen right now. Yep. Mero Heiskanen, Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes. Yep. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's, it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And, and honestly, if, if, um, if uh, Bulkvist in Chicago turns out the way they think, and if uh, Broberg in Edmonton, um, I've, I've watched a lot of his highlights. Phil Broberg's really good. Yeah. He, he has to play next year. Phil Broberg. I mean, they're, they're not, no offense, but they're not going to be Quinn Hughes. Miro no, Heiskanen no. or, but they're, they're in the, you, you'll see they're, they're players who can carry a line, you know, defense and that. And yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, it's funny how um, three of the four teams, like you said, have, are, have three of the best defensemen in, in number ones, like legit number one D-men. Yeah. That can that can carry a team, and and here they are in the in the final final four. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like like we talked about this. We talked about this. I can't remember which episode it was, but we talked about this, and 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 all of my picks were based on the the best um, defensemen, right? The the yeah. only one the only one that I got wrong in the East was um, <clears throat> oh I, the two I got wrong were Carolina, and. Um, and uh in washington and uh, yeah. i was shocked at i was shocked at that one that that one really I picked shocked the islanders <laughs> i know you did i know you did i know you did i know you did yeah i like the islanders they're my second team i just i just you know i thought washington had one more run in them but clearly they're also done yeah. but anyways we'll, we'll get we'll get there we'll but get yeah no um with the avalanche um i just they're the better team uh they're it's going to be a war that one's going to go seven games it's it's not going to be fun um, but the Avalanche could win it in four if Dallas decides that they're done and out of the bubble. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, Heisken, just going back to Heisken, and he had 12, he has 12 points in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One point behind, uh, one point behind uh, Patterson, by the way. Yeah. I mean, and is that the funny thing that, that the guy who felt he deserved the Calder and the one that Don Cherry said, this is your <laughs> Calder trophy winner, right? Like, like not a chance. Like not no. a chance, and and in all honesty, Darlene should have actually been uh, uh, nominated for the. You know, he had forty three points. I mean, we're all yeah. we're all on Quinn Hughes at fifty three. Well, Darlene had forty three. Maybe no, maybe it was forty six points. Yeah. So like, like holy smokes, man! Like it. That's that's pretty darn uh, impressive. Yeah. No, it's 
This series is going to be good. I didn't think Dallas was getting out of Calgary because of the fact they didn't seem to care in the first few games there, but. Yeah. 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 Like, like, did you notice that when it was two, one Calgary, it was just like, just Dallas just kind of lackadaisical. And they did. Didn't they play that way? Yeah, they definitely did. Something turned them. I mean, (laughs) well, I just think they realized, I think after it was two, two and they, and I think Kachuk got knocked out. Um, I think they just realized like, Hey, we actually have a chance here, guys. Like we actually could actually pull this off. And you know, this is maybe our last hurrah. And, and again, like there, there's probably a good chance that there's major changes coming to Dallas next year with Pavelski, yes. Perry yeah. and, and such. And, you know, again, when you get to the eight, all of a sudden every, every team right now is like, we got the core, we can win this. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, the, the definitely Colorado's the better team. Um, so let's do our thing, our uh, our three keys to the – what did we do with the last one, didn't we do? Um, I think – no, two. well, it doesn't matter. We can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. That's true. It's a lot of fun. We can do whatever we want. So and we'll that's that's why people we'll... are enjoying this podcast. <laughs> let's go with the players to watch in both uh, – for the Avalanche and for the Stars. Sure. I think I think for the Stars, it's can Pavelski continue. Um, Miro Heiskin indefinitely like a hundred percent as high skinning goes, the Dallas stars will go like legitimately. He's is as good as Klingberg is. And he's amazing in that at the end of the day for the Dallas stars, as high skinning goes, he's the engine that drives the Dallas stars right now. And the rest of the team is feeding off of his good play. Yeah. Uh, and the other side is going to be their goaltending and Hudobin. I mean, I mean, again, one of the challenges that the, um, in my opinion, that the, the, um, that the Dallas stars had was that they were playing an aging Calgary team that didn't really have the um, horses that the original, um, that, that some of the other teams that, that they're playing. I mean, they're, they're not playing a, a team that lacks offense here. They're, they're playing a, yeah. they're playing a juggernaut right now on offense that has, has three lines. They, they get scoring from them. They come at you in waves. And again, like I said, the, the best player in the game. Yeah. So that would be my, you know, that, that would be my, the players for, for the stars and for the avalanche, McCarr, McKinnon and Grubauer, honestly, like, like Grubauer needs to continue to, to, to be a, a goalie that can provide solid goaltending for the uh, avalanche, but it's Nathan McKinnon. He's, he really is yeah. the engine that drives it. He's the best player. And if the avalanche do win the cup, he's going to win the consummate. Yeah. I, I have no uh, no disagreement there. I mean, for me, the Dallas Stars, I, I really think a guy like Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn have to start. Like, Sagan had no goals in the first round. He only had three assists. Uh, Jamie Benn, he did score a couple. But, I mean, they're their top players, and I don't think Sagan looked very good throughout. So, I mean, and he's got to be better, especially when you're going up against guys like Nathan McKinnon and, uh, you know, and Nazem Kadri had a heck of a series too. Uh, yeah, so I, don't, I don't know if Kadri can keep that up, but I do agree with you about Sagan and Ben. I do agree with you there. But th- this goes back to why I say the stars don't care. And you know, when you have a rookie and a and an aging veteran carrying your goal scoring for you, you right. know, you gotta. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a really good point, Matt. I think you nailed it there. Like Sagan's gotta if they're gonna win, they gotta step up. Yeah. So, I mean, especially against a team like the Avalanche, you can't just go and say, oh, we're going to have Pavelski and 
uh, you know, Perry lead your team <laughs> against a young, uh, quick team like the Avalanche. There's no way they're going to win if Sagan and Ben don't start uh, coming to play. But Gurianov, holy, six goals. I mean, already it's he's 22, so he's an, a guy that could uh, could be a difference maker too. But I'd say the Avalanche have the edge a lot in this series. So um, let's go to our predictions. Yeah, I'll say the Avs in six. I'm going Avs in five. There you go. I uh, I don't think the Stars have much to – I just think the Avalanche are a much stronger team. So, yeah. I do too. I do too. I think that's why it's six. I think, I think the stars can, will get two games out of it. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they got swept either. So, (laughs) you know, yours, yours is probably more likely than mine, but I'll say, I'll say abs in six. All right. So, yeah, so that's the two, uh, series from the West. Let's go to the East. Um, first one, um, Vegas, I don't know if it's an upset, or not? I mean, the Islanders have played played really. That's more, probably more of an upset because the Washington Capitals were supposed to be the better team. So, um, yeah, let's do that one. The Islanders against. Well, they, uh, they, the Islanders swept the Islanders swept Pittsburgh last year. Oh yeah. And and now they they beat the Capitals pretty handily in five games this year. Um, the Islanders are one of those teams. We we talked about teams and the changing of the guard a couple of, a couple episodes ago. Um, they're one of those teams. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're going to be the if not the top team in the East, they're battling for the top in the East. Their yeah. core is amazing. Their their players are are phenomenal. Um, they knew what they were doing by not having uh, not giving Tavares more than um, uh, than what the Leafs were going to offer. And they've drafted so well, and you know, they got a great coach in Barry Trotz. And no oh, offense, yeah. but that game, that game five clincher was was honestly the worst game of the playoffs. It was deplorable. <laughs> like they, it was I just, agree. it was just such Holy. terrible shutdown hockey. Nothing happened, and the and the and the Capitals just they had no answer. They literally had no answer to it. They basically just were like, okay, well, I guess you know if we can get a goal, we get a goal, and. And, you know, it was, it was uh, very like the, the cap, the, the, the St. Louis blues looked exactly like the Washington capitals after that game. Like the, the capitals just yeah. were exhausted and just like, they were done. Like the capitals are done. And, and I don't know what's going to happen now because, you know, the, the only person who really showed up was the best goal scorer in, in the NHL's history in, in, um, in, in Alex yeah. Ovechkin. Yeah. And, and pretty much now the, the, you know, they're going to have to figure out what they want to do and they're going to have to figure out how they're going to move forward because, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that that core can, can win another series moving forward as all these other teams continue to get better and, and stronger and, and more um, uh, and keep improving. Yeah. And John Carlson, oh, I mean, I think he was injured. Uh, he didn't look the big defenseman Norris Trophy candidate. Uh, yep. definitely wasn't the defenseman. So, I mean, that yep. was a huge loss to them too, even though he played, I think he was injured. So, yep. yeah, I yeah. didn't know, I didn't know he was injured. I had no idea he was injured. If I, if I, I, knew, I if, watching... if he knew, I, if I knew he was injured, I, I would have picked, I would actually pick the <laughs> Islanders because I, I do. I mean, like I said, they're my second team. So I follow them closely and I, and I, I look at what's going on with them and, 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 you know, like they're, they're only getting better. And so yeah. they've, you know, they're, this is, this is like a dark horse team that um, has, has a legitimate shot. And, you know, really um, I think the Flyers are in for uh, uh, they're, they're in trouble. I think the Flyers yeah. are really in trouble because I don't think they played particularly well against, um, against Montreal. I think the Flyers got out by the skin of their teeth. They definitely and did, yeah. uh, I think the Island, I think the Islanders um, 
this is, I don't think this is a good matchup for the Flyers. And uh, I, I, uh, I, I would be very worried if I was the Flyers right now. Yeah, the thing is about, like, Montreal gave them a lot. I mean, they gave them all they could handle. And even in game six there, it, it didn't look like the Flyers were winning that series uh, or at least winning that game. And, you know, they came out. But, yeah, like you said, by the skin of their teeth. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle, especially against the Islanders. They have such great shutdown defense. And, you know, they clog the neutral zone so well. The Flyers play that, you know, speed game or Vigneault tries to play that speed game with them. And Islanders are very good at limiting speed. And, and that makes it kind of boring to watch sometimes, but effective. the funny, the, the funny thing about that is, is cause you're right. And the funny thing about that is, is the Islanders are a fast team. They Matt are Barzell, they Matt are. Barzell is super fast. <laughs> Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, um, Noah Dobson is just, just again, one of those young defensemen that is just going to be a, a stud to watch. Um, the Islanders are going to be really tough for the Flyers. And I know they were surging before the playoffs and, and, and such. Um, I think they're in real trouble in this series. Yeah. So it's, it goes through like, yeah, like you said, Barzell's like a ridiculous skater too. And he's one of the fastest guys in the league. And uh, yeah. And we saw it when he was battling and he won the Calder over Besser and you can't argue why he won it. So it's like, yeah, he's he's kind of he hasn't come back to that level uh, that he did in his first season, but he's still a very good def- uh, centerman. Yep. Yeah. No, he's a number one for sure. He's he's that you know eighty to ninety five, maybe maybe a hundred point center. He's he's a number one for sure. And um, yeah, I think <clears throat> I just think the Islanders have um, overall more depth, honestly, yeah. than the than the Flyers do. And uh, you know, if we're gonna do our predictions there, I'm picking the Islanders in six. Yeah, I I go Islanders in. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go the same Islanders in six because. Uh, yeah, I really think the Flyers don't have the horses to do, especially when you look at guys like, and going back to it again, uh, Claude Giroux didn't do much against the Montreal Canadiens there, and he's their top player. Well, uh, when, did he, when, did he win the, when did he win the heart? Do you remember what year he won the heart trophy? When was that? 2010. Was like 2010. It's so been it's a like, while. It's been, been a, a long time, you know. Age catches up with everyone. Yeah. But again, he's got to start producing – uh, for can them to have any chance it's it's can he though like that's that's can my he, point that's is true. can he yeah, like, yeah. and i i don't know if he can i mean the, the the reason the flyers are doing so well is they've had some players come in and really give them contributions when they needed them like a raffle every so often like lawton uh yeah you know they've they've got players that have come in and played well for them um you know again the, the bigger equalizer in this one is carter hart carter hart yeah has had his, has had his coming out party I mean, he outdueled uh, Carey Price, and he certainly did in Game Six. Carey, you know, uh, Carter Hart's the real deal. That that's that's a real deal. No offense to Jordan Bennington, who I feel is like Jim Carey from the Washington Capitals. Uh, no offense, I do. I really do. I, yeah. I think Jordan Bennington's a flash in the pan. That's just me personally. Um, but but Carter Hart's the real deal. He's legitimately um, like a a number one steal you game games guy and that's why i think the flyers will will get two games i just think the islanders have too much um depth and scoring for the flyers to be able to match that and defensively they're probably one of the best in the league too or at least right now 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it's like in shutting down, you know, you get a goal and all of a sudden you're like, you're already behind. It feels like you're behind three. So it's like, <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah. So yeah, so that's, that's the first series. And next one, uh, Boston and Tampa Bay. That's going to be a battle too. There's a war. <laughs> this is a war. This is a series I'm actually, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Canucks Vegas as a, as a Canucks fan. The best series in the second round is going to be, or should be anyway, should be Tampa Bay Boston. And yeah. it's funny, no offense, it's funny how the teams have lined up into their divisions anyways. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Vegas, Vancouver, yeah. the Pacific, um, Colorado, Dallas in the, in the Central. Uh, you've got um, uh, in the Metropolitan with the Flyers and the Islanders, and now you've got in the Atlantic, you've got uh, Boston and uh, Tampa Bay. That's crazy um, how lined up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Tampa Bay's beat up. I think the Bruins are a little beat up too. Um, the Bruins seem to be on a mission because of Tuka Rask. And, and, and by the way, um, you know, all, all the best. And he'll never listen to this, but, but all the best to Tuka with his family, with his daughter. Um, you know, family first, always, as we always yeah. say. And, um, you know, uh, you, you know, for anyone who ever questioned his, um, uh, integrity, um, you know, you just don't know. You're not in another man's shoes. Don't sit there and, and pass judgment on him. It, it's to me, that was, that was, uh, pretty uncalled for I, I by agree. a lot of fans. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think Boston, their number one line has to come through for them. Uh, Tampa Bay, I, I, I just – there's something about Tampa Bay I don't trust anymore after last year getting swept by Columbus. Um, I know they beat Columbus this year in five, but um, I just – I don't know. That's a, that's a Columbus team that has a tough time scoring goals. Boston doesn't have a tough time scoring goals. Yeah. Uh, they're going to need uh, Victor Hedman to, to play – at an even higher level, I think, um, if they're going to beat the Boston Bruins. Um, and I hate that team. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, like I hate Boston. Like, beyond belief, I hate Boston. And I'll be cheering for Tampa Bay like you wouldn't believe. Um, but, my, but my logic is telling me Boston's going to win this one. Yeah. And it's hard to argue that because look at how, uh, how they kind of – you know that top line kind of came alive in the in that first round there, and we know how dangerous they can be. Uh, Pasternak sat out a few games there uh, with injury, but I mean, you know, you're looking at Marchand and Bergeron; they don't seem to age. Those guys just seem to produce all the time, and it's and you look at like performances from like Jake, guys like Jake DeBrusque, who really played a really good series too, and it's it's going to be a tough sled for Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay definitely has the players to win as well, but I look at guys like, uh, you know, that should be performing. I mean, Braden Point had a pretty good series uh, as well. And, you know, Stamkos, was he even in? Was he injured for most of that I series? I think he's injured. Yeah, I think he was injured. injured. Yeah. yeah, so he yeah. wasn't even playing. So, I mean, I don't want to pass judgment on that guy because he wasn't even playing. So, <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, it, but, but, it's going to be, it, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be crazy. I think this one's going seven. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I'm going to pick Boston in five. Um, oh. And, and just the reason, the reason is, is I don't have faith in Tampa Bay. I had faith last year. I had faith, not just because they were the president's trophies winner, but last year they just were flying and they were yeah. strong and they just, they had everything going for them. And then they just, you know, they just didn't have playoff moxie. And, 
you know, I, I do think that the play-in round really affected a lot of these teams. The, 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 you know, and, that, and that's why I talk about Travis Green and making, you know, his 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 being big on conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just there's something you know, unfortunately, right now with Boston, they just they have that ability, and and you know, I, I like the Carolina Hurricanes look like world beaters. You know, yeah. they, they only, they, they, they swept the, the, the Rangers. They looked amazing. Svechnikov looked good. He gets injured and all of a sudden the, the they just couldn't do anything. The, the, the Canes, they couldn't do yeah. anything against Boston, you know, and, and Boston just seemed to be able to all of a sudden just get the goals and score it. Well, like, like they need. And that's why I w- I'm picking Boston in five. I just don't think Tampa Bay will be able to get the goals like Boston does. I hope I'm wrong. God, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, I, I just can't see, uh, I, I just can't see Tampa Bay um, winning that series. I just don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit more, I think Tampa Bay has a bit more in them than what they showed against the Blue Jackets because of the fact of how well Blue Jackets defend. I mean, the Bruins defend, they're a good defending team too, but uh, they don't shut the door like Blue Jackets do. And, uh, they were able to get through that. And I think they're going to have a little more freedom for their offense against Boston. Um, I'm still going Boston in seven, unfortunately, but I think it's going to be a little more tighter. Yep. Fair enough. So that leads us to our last prediction, man. Yeah. The big one. There it is. Big one. Uh, so, uh, you know, Canucks fans are going to hate me. And I love, I love the Canucks. I think they have, a, I think they have a legitimate shot to win this series. I really, really do. But I think Vegas is going to win this in five. And the reason I say that is that for some reason, and I don't get it, they just have Vancouver's number. Mm. They just seem to be able to score when they need to score against the Canucks too. Um, It's going to take an otherworldly effort to prevent that from happening. Um, There's not a team in NHL history that I've ever seen that has had the puck luck that the Vegas Golden Knights have. Every deflection, every you know, swat of a puck, every little breakout or whatever, even if it like hits someone, it just ends up on a golden night stick. I've never seen this. You go back and watch their games. I've never seen a team get that. And it wasn't until the Braden Holtby save in game two versus Washington that that changed because prior to that, the golden Knights, just every single break that you could possibly imagine that could go for a team went for that team. And it happened again against Chicago. They just, they just get breaks. They just, things just work out. Things just work out for that team. I, I don't get it. I don't know why. I don't know why the hockey gods like that team. I can't figure it out. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Vancouver has as good a shot as any to win this game, this series. Honestly, they do. But I, I you know, for some reason, I just, I, I just, I can't get by the fact that Vegas just, they just get what they want. They're like that kid, that, that new stepchild that just gets whatever they want and they look like golden sunshine. And, and um, you know, it's, that's for that reason that, uh, that I, I unfortunately have to pick them in five. I'm being a little more optimistic. Um, I, <laughs> I think the Canucks have – I just still, I said, I've said, I said in the last um, preview show about against the Blues, I just have this feeling about the Canucks this year. And, they seem to be able to step up when needed. And this series is going to be a long one. It's going to be seven. Uh, but I'm going to go and Canucks are going to get one, get it and, uh, in seven. 
I hope you're right. I really, really hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because I, I'm, you know, I know everybody's enamored and oh, well, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan too. I hate that team. I hate I, I the rules like that they, I, do not I like hate them. that team. I hate the rules they gave that team. I hate, you know, I understand they paid 500 million and, and you want to make them competitive, but they gave them a Stanley Cup contender. They, 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 they didn't really explain a lot of the rules to the GMs and that's their fault for not being better prepared for it. But it, it, it still, it bothers me to no end that a team that just comes out of the league can get to the Stanley Cup final, like an expansion team, can be gifted players. And, and, you know, maybe it's GMs being stupid too, but I just hate that team. There's nothing about that team I like. I'm sorry, but I, I do not like that team at all. I, I don't want them to win. I, you know, you, you should suffer through pain. And one playoff loss last year is not pain. No. I hope Vanco- I hope Vancouver can win this thing in six. I the, my homer pick would be Vancouver in six because I think they're good enough for that. I really really do. Um, but just Vegas just gets what they want. They just get goals. They just are able to score. They're able to make l- goalies look stupid. I mean, you know, Chicago should have put up a way better fight, and all of a sudden they just just not there. Just just happened. Like <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what to say. Like it's it's awful it's ridiculous I've, I've just never seen a team get puck luck like the vegas golden knights in in the history of the game i've never seen a team just be able to score at will when they need a goal yeah and it's hard to it's hard to argue with that fact it's very true uh you look at you look at the teams that uh yeah it, it, they've been given so much and they oh they go to a Stanley Cup final their first uh their first season and they don't miss plus next season. And yeah, like you said, their fans are like, Oh, we've suffered through, you know, it's like, Oh, come on. You've gone through, you know how much success you've already had. I mean, you look at teams like the Canucks and other teams like the Maple Leafs and teams like they've suffered through. Imagine you if, you're Buffalo, if you're a Buffalo, like, I mean, geez, we've seen it, uh, but imagine Buffalo fans right now. They, they have what looks like on paper, a contending core that's ready to burst out like Vancouver. And they suck. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine having to go through all that? And 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 here's this team that you everybody has to give them. See, see, and people just don't understand this about those expansion rules. Like people had to get like the teams had to give up second line players. Well, if yeah. I had four lines of second line players, like no wonder you're going to be successful. Yeah. You look at and like they got Riley Smith and uh, Marcia so from Florida. And yeah, but that was bad. That was Dale Talon being an idiot too. To that was trade, Dale Talon being an idiot. True. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. yeah but again, you know. that was and the. I mean, uh, yeah. McPhee did did a job on him too. So. Oh yeah, credit <laughs> to him. Like credit to him. Credit to McPhee. He took the rules. He flew with it. Like I, I'm not. I'm not saying he didn't they don't cheat. Yeah, yeah, he didn't cheat, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have taken advantage of them. I'm saying I hate that team because I didn't like those rules. Seattle's yeah. going to have the same rules. And Matt Sakaris brought up a great point on Twitter the other day when I was talking to him. Teams are teams have the ability right now to utilize the non-expansion or the expansion exemption from Vegas, and they'll be able to trade players there and make them expansion exempt. So Vegas, no. not yeah, like it's it's actually Why? there's a little more to yes, there's a little more to it, but it's a crazy, crazy thing that teams you know are going to try and take advantage of, and the NHL needs to veto that. They need to say there are no trades to Vegas 
um, to to hide players, protect players, whatever. Um, no trades to vague. Like they need to come up with like they did with the Luongo rule and create a rule to prevent that. Otherwise, because yeah. because uh, otherwise the the teams are gonna Seattle's gonna be a horrible team. Right. And Seattle needs to have the same types of rules in order to be competitive from, from day one. Right. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty, uh, it's, it's, it just, Vegas has gotten the best of, of everything. And it's just, you know, I I just, I hate that organization because of it. (laughs) So, yeah, I hope the Canucks can get through that. I mean, I said, it's not going to be an easy one, but uh, I think there's going to be, I think Canucks are going to squeak out of it. Well, if they do squeak out of it, it'll be because Elias Pettersson will be able yeah. to do his magic, and it'll and be Quinn because Hughes. Quinn Hughes will not be stopped. And I yeah. hope so. I really do, and I hope that Vegas will not be able to score at will on Jacob Markstrom. Hope not, too. <laughs> I really, really do, because um, they just they have. Look at how many goals they scored against Vancouver. The stat's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. insane. It it's is insane. true. It's, yeah. like, it's like four-plus goals every single game they've played them. Four-plus yeah. goals. Every yeah, it's, time it's they insane. played them. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just, that's why I'm saying, like, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know why that is what it is. It's a really weird stat. But again, against Chicago, right, um, they just got goals. They just scored. They could just always score when they needed a goal. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it just, I don't know. I just. I don't think it's as favorable a matchup as everybody thinks. I think the Avalanche would have been a better one because I think the Canucks get in the Avs' heads. I think mm-hmm. that that would have been a much better matchup for Vancouver, but it is what it is. And it is what it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is, and I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That, uh, getting right away, that's tomorrow at uh, 7.30. So. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing Maybe your fun. podcast coming up here. Uh, I'll let you announce that. And, uh, but, uh, go Canucks, go, let's go boys. Yes. Go Canucks, go. Yeah. Well, um, later today, I mean, we're going to get, I'm going to get back, uh, with Clay, uh, emo. So we'll get his thoughts on the Canucks series that just finished and, uh, what's up, uh, in store for them with the golden Knights. So that's going to be a fun interview. Love it. Love it. All right. Go Canucks, go. Go Canucks, go.